Look, man, what up, everybody? Listen, I don't got a lot of time, right? So you could jump in and be like, so why, you know, why'd you go on the podcast? And it's because I want to talk to you uh, when I'm still feeling the energy, brothers and sisters. So I did a video about this, and I'm not sure which one of you's listened to my, my videos on TikTok and um, Instagram and stuff. But there's a reason I want to talk to you now, right? Because I feel like when I'm in the energy it's the best time to to discuss these things because it's transferable. And what I mean by that is I think the energy can be felt. And I want you guys to to feel it. You feel me? I want you guys to... Hey, you're a little late, man. Ladies and gentlemen, now you're listening to the tunes of the Mindful Wizard. Welcome back. This is episode 8, maybe? Yeah, I think it's episode 8 of season 3. And, uh, you know, I was downloading that song and it took a little long. So that's why you're hearing it 45 seconds in instead of the intro. But guess what, man? Life is good. And I want to show you that sometimes things don't go as planned and the show must go on. So I'm not going to delete it. You're going to like it. And that's just what it is, brothers and sisters. And if you don't like it, I appreciate you anyway. Now, for those of you that have no idea what the hell you're listening to, you just tuned in to the Search for Consciousness podcast by the Mindful Wizard. That's the young man you're listening to. And basically, I want to share with you a little story. I did say in episode seven that I would fill you guys in. So we are now two hours, uh, two hours post-interview. I met with Ashley Pop. From, I think, Callisto Brands. I'm not really sure. I believe that's the name she used. And um, it was really cool, right? She reached out to me. And there's a lot of things that I want to talk to you guys about today. But for right now, I'll just introduce the power of faith. And why you have to keep going. Because you never really know what you're being prepared for. And I'll be very honest with you. When I released my first book musical clues the law of attraction book through hip-hop i really believed that it would besides making me a millionaire right because it's not just about the money but i thought it was going to put me in a position where i would never have to work again and that was like a hidden thought that i had and um you know with time it didn't play out that way and it's only been like a year right so it's not even a full year but but in my mind, it should have been, keyword, should have been somewhere else. And what I like is that the universe knows better than us. And it's a, a way better planner than we will ever be. So fast forward now, what happens? The book doesn't go as far as I need it to the original, the first book. But then what does happen is I get reached out. Uh, somebody reaches out to me and, and offers me an opportunity to meet. So today we met and we had a 30-minute Zoom conference call, which was pretty good. And basically the short version is that she's going to basically give me an opportunity and if my writing is up to par then I have to sign something called a non-disclosure agreement and then she's going to send me an outline and I'm basically going to write a book so so it's exciting because this platform has a lot more engagement than than just the mindful wizard alone so joining forces with people like this is going to get the name out there now not to mention there's going to be a flat fee a direct flat fee for my writing so i'll get paid in advance which is cool because you know if the book doesn't sell i got paid already right i got paid for my time now the downside of that though i'll be very honest with you is the fact that royalties can make people very fucking rich so what if this book sells i don't know 30 million fucking copies the first week and here i am with a flat fee so that's that's part of the things that you have to 
I guess, sacrifice or be willing to risk. So if anyone is sitting here saying Mindful Wizards all about the money, then this is one example of how I will have to respectfully disagree with you. Because if I was about the money, then I wouldn't take the risk, nor would I allow my ideas to go out into the universe for a limited fee. Instead, I'm actually chasing the reachability. Like I want it to blow up and I want a lot of people to be impacted by the knowledge that we could write about. I like the fact that the young lady called me an expert and, and that's not just my ego, but it is flattering to be called something that you've worked very hard to achieve. So, so it's cool to see, right? Mindful Wizard becoming a young baby, right? It started crawling and then these were ideas and I was reflecting back like if you heard the last episode, episode seven, right, that I got that check and it was the check for my first book um, from Lulu and it was the same exact amount for the marketing. So it's funny because one check led to another and, and you know, I'm getting back to the law of attraction as part of my mindfulness uh, activities and, and something that I've forgotten, right, or I guess kind of was replaced by is this idea that you have to hold on to the image of what you want. And I did that for so long and I just let it go. And then the checks actually started coming. And then I'm like, brother, did you forget that you used to draw checks with certain amounts? And and I used to do that because I got the idea from Jim Carrey, where I heard he used to walk around with a blank check for a million dollars or a fake check, if you want to call it that, that was worth a million dollars. And then when he got his first or one of his first mu uh, movie deals, that shit was a million dollars. So energy is a vibration. But the hard part is keeping that same focus when you don't see the benefits of what you're working for. So then today, this morning, like I, I didn't let sadness kick in. I wasn't like ungrateful. I was annoyed. I'm not going to front Monday morning. You feel me? I'm not trying to go to work so early, but the focus was there and I'm very grateful for that. So fast forward, then we get to this conversation. I'll keep you guys posted on where the book is going to go. I actually do hope that it, it plays out and flourishes the way I'm seeing it. But if it doesn't, I'm excited that I was even offered an opportunity to get to this point in my life. And we just keep going, guys. But I can't give you too much of what the actual book will cover. All I can say is that it's exciting and that they're a pretty huge platform. And I believe she said that they had the number one spot in wellness for like six weeks. So my name will be attached to that. And obviously the name, not my name, Stephen Rivera, the name Mindful Wizard, which to me means a lot, you know, so... So hopefully it, it plays out the way I want it to. Uh, I'm really excited. I want you guys to understand the fact that you don't know where the failures are leading you to. You just kind of know how you feel about them. But, you know, those same failures that I was talking to you about, quote unquote, when I talk about failures, they led me to this opportunity so that when the discussion came, I knew what to ask. And I remember saying one thing to her, which which may, if taken out of context may sound cocky but hear me out so she said something to me i forgot what it was and i was like yo i'm I'm very excited but i'm not surprised and she looked at me like i was crazy and then i said i worked very hard for this opportunity i'm just surprised that it happened so soon and she laughed and she was like well you know you're doing good work and we appreciate you and then like i don't think people understand the efforts that it takes to grow this following just organically. And um, 
as a result, though, which is interesting, now I'm learning the business side of spirituality and, and book deals and all that shit. She says something like, you know, we can also pay you for marketing the book. But the funny shit is you're literally just paying me to market myself because the book is me. You, you understand where I'm coming from? So why wouldn't I market the book anyway? So I don't know. I was just very grateful for that. I want to share that information with you because I think that a lot of you eventually want to start something of your own. That's probably why you listen to me. I don't know if I had to guess. I think I'm planting seeds of business and success and, and happiness around the people that I love. And I, and I want you guys to be affected by that too. That's why I speak this way. I think people think I'm bragging. And sometimes it just feels good to celebrate success with people that you care about. But I'm also trying to infuse success in the people around me. So if we could all practice these principles, then it would make sense, right? Because if I was good enough in the universe's eyes, good enough to communicate with let's say fucking napoleon hill because i literally did if you think about it that way like yeah napoleon hill is dead in the physical but he lives on in the books right and think and grow rich and outwitting the devil outsmarting the devil outwitting the devil is one of the books he wrote and um you know i got to speak to the ceo of his franchise the his legacy the person that he chose to run his legacy so you know sometimes we forget all the efforts because we're not getting the recognition that we think we deserve. And, and like, I think about these things often. Like, I look at like Bad Bunny or, or I don't know, I guess he's trending as fuck right now. But like Bad Bunny. And I'm like, yo, is that person, the character, the persona Bad Bunny happy? Like I see and we see the benefits of his lifestyle. But the question is, is he happy? And I think a lot of us need to start truly thinking about what we want to leave behind. And and another interesting happened to me this morning on my way out of the house. Right. My father said something to me like, yo, have you heard anything about my my former employers? Because My father's retired now. And I'm like, no, nah, I haven't heard much. Why? What's going on? And he was like, well, you would think after working somewhere for 30 fucking years, they would stay in communication. Right. Because they there's some stuff going on where they owe him. And I don't want to get too personal, but that's that. And I looked at him and I'm like, thank you for saying that to me because that's a reminder to continuously chase my dreams. Now, I'm not saying that my you know, position as a, as a dean of students isn't my dream. I just think it's part of the dream to the bigger dream. So then at the end, tying back to the book, I found it interesting that one of the questions that she asked me about had nothing to do with my experience and more so to do with my thinking. So one of the things she said to me was, all right, and lastly, what's your goal? And I was like, goal, I think about this shit all the time. I'm like, well, my spiritual goal is to continue to live what I practice, what I preach. Like, I want to become the person that I teach people to be, which is a continuous goal. I said one of my academic goals is to, you know, become an assistant principal or principal by the end of the year. And it felt really good saying that shit. Now, I may or may not happen. It may or may not happen. But the fact that I finally was... uh ready to talk about that transition out loud to somebody I didn't know was a big move. And I want her to know that I'm excited for the opportunity. Uh, I hope you guys can hear it in my voice. It's been a minute, you know what I mean? Like, like good things have been happening, but at the same time, as a ambitious young man, I want more. And it's not like, oh, I'm ungrateful with what I have. It's just, I know there's a responsibility. And I know on the physical plane, our time is limited. So I do want to do stuff with the opportunities that I've been granted in this platform. Another cool thing is that if and when the book deal goes through, finally, when it when it finally goes through, I'll talk to you guys about numbers. I was going to say magic, but about numbers. And uh, what else happened? 
Yeah, like let, let's just talk about the failures real quick. Like like the failures were part of this, man. They 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 made me ready. They made me less thirsty, less uh I don't even know the word. That's desperate. It was just more like self-secured. And it felt like an interview that I was so prepared for. And, and I wouldn't have been prepared for it had I not been for the momentary displeasures of life. But when I stop and just reflect, those displeasures are literally the road to the yes. And I look around at people that are successful and I'm like, yo, that temporary success is cute. But I'm trying to build something that I, that I love forever. And that I'm not too uh, worried about letting go so that when it's time, man, those books are going to help people and the ideas are going to help people and and the videos and the podcasts and whatever I'm doing right now for free. And I'll tell you guys something, man, that last episode that was 26 minutes, episode seven, that shit almost didn't come into existence. And I don't want to say shit because it's actually pretty good thinking, but the ideas almost didn't come to existence. Like my motivation was uh was lacking that day and i kept thinking to myself how the fuck am i going to tell people to do something even when consistently you don't feel like doing it persistently consistent how am i going to teach that and then not do it so so i had to finish that episode and i appreciate you guys listening to it it was definitely a random piece but it wasn't because then when i'm done reading mastery of life shout out to don miguel ruiz jr i want to hug you one day and then i'm gonna say that on the podcast but when I finished reading a chapter specifically, this is bugged out, and then I'll leave you guys with this, all right? Remember, if you really paid attention, I was talking to you about forgiveness heavy, 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 heavy. That was the content through the heart chakra, the Dang Zhong in Chinese. You get to, please tell me if I'm pronouncing that right, if you speak Chinese. I don't know if it's Cantonese or Mandarin, but if you speak a dialect of Chinese and what I'm saying makes sense, reach out to me. If I'm saying it wrong, teach me how to say it and don't be mean to me. All right, so when I'm almost done reading, I believe it was the chapter on water, which even makes more fucking sense. If y'all listen, I may have told you the story of when me and my pops was beefing very heavy and I was working on healing the inner child. What I needed to do that day, I didn't even know that this was what I was doing. I walked to water because I was so depressed about it. I'm like, yo, this is so fucked up. This is fucking 35 years of trauma and i can't even address it because the person i'm trying to address it with isn't even in the mental capacity to have this conversation so i had to forgive i had to forgive for years my brothers and sisters and i'm gonna tell you what was interesting when i got to the water i remember it being a cloudy ass fucking day i didn't cry but i was really sad right and i was really sad but i prayed about it and i'm like god I hope what I did was right. I hope that this conversation that I started opened up some emotions that we could all build on as a family. It was a tough conversation, but I love you and I appreciate you and you're going to guide me through, right? That was part of the prayer. Now, upon returning home, I look back, shout out to the return because that was last episode. Upon returning, I see people running towards the pier and I'm like, what the fuck is everybody running for? And when I look back, the cloudy ass cloud sky just cleared and the sun popped up and I'm like, oh. I'm my father's son. I brought some clarity by attacking the clouds. And that was symbolic for me. So then fast forward yesterday or yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, actually. Sunday. After reviewing the podcast last week's episode, I noticed that I was speaking heavy on forgiveness. Now I get to the chapter that I'm reading in the, in the book, The Mastery of Life. And what is he talking about? Forgiveness. What is he talking about? Reliving an event which was traumatic staying aware of it, and then finally cutting the emotional cords that you have in the attachment to the pain. 
So that's probably where I'll take the next piece of this episode because somebody's going to be like, what are you talking about? How am I emotionally attached to my trauma? The short version is that you're building an identity around it. So my identity could be, uh, for example, misunderstood young man. And I could be like that forever. I could be fucking 90 years old thinking about how I'm misunderstood. But that identity, you get to pick and choose which ones become part of your existence. So I'm slowly learning not to allow even the past or the future expectations of my identity to destroy me. Now, I know that was a lot of information. I hope it makes sense. Forgiveness is truly the key. If I'm not onto something, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. is because I'm literally reading it and living it in real time. Fuck it. I got one minute. I'll be quick. I lost my eye, right? And the reason I say I have one minute is because I'm technically supposed to be on a live uh, TikTok. Shout out to Nicole Villa for your patience and your love and for your following and allowing me to speak to your following. I am truly humble. She got like 65,000 people that's about to listen to The Wizard in like two seconds. But before I get out of here, all I want to say is that last thing, I was moved. Listen to this shit. Prior to, I repeat, prior to reading it in the book, I was moved to go to the event where I lost my eye, the block where I lost my eye, and relive that experience. Something told me, go do that shit because you're giving a lot of attention and energy to the past. So I went back to the block. I went back to the day and time. I remember almost like as if I put myself in that moment and I was drunk when it happened. I was probably like 18, 19 when I was attacked and lost my eye. And it was crazy because trying to force myself back to that image almost made me relive it. Like PTSD is real, but in this moment, I was aware of it and it didn't create any negative feedback instead it was more of like a clearing and that's what water does it washes away sin all right on that note we'll leave it at that i love you guys so much i hope that makes sense ask some questions let's make it engaging i'll fill you in i'll keep you posted on the potential book deal i'm really excited and i'll close with this your losses are actually pushing you in the direction of your wins on that note stay beautiful love you holla what up what up what up i'm back so we spoke a little bit about the book uh where am I at now? I um, looked at the non-disclosure agreement and I agreed to not disclose. So that's interesting. And then I was told about my marketing plan agreement. So if I do this right, they'll pay me a certain fee, which is crazy to even say out loud because I don't know, like I'm very grateful for what's happening in my life, but sometimes it feels like a dream, you know? So I want you guys to experience that. That level of creation where it's just like you work so hard and then you just like chill for a second and things happen. Like the chilling for a second is important. And before I get into imposter syndrome, shout out to Chris for the idea. I want to take a second to just talk about manifestation and the reason mindfulness goes hand in hand with what you're manifesting. If you know how to think, meaning control your mind when it's running in the negative for example like hyper thinking about or overthinking about a problem it's usually when you slow down that the solution comes to you or like if you're thinking about a memory and they say oh cat's got your fucking tongue and you're just forcing it it's very hard to get the information but if you literally just learn how to slow down forget about it if you want to call it that and focus on deep breathing it usually pops up in your mind and that's the same way opportunities happen. So because I finally like re-registered the idea that I'm not in competition with anyone and I'm just competing within myself, within my own category, and I have no one else to disappoint but myself, then it, it, it became different. It felt more like 
focus on the goal, brother, the daily achievements, getting better, staying grateful. And then in that frequency, opportunities present themselves. Now, another thing I want to talk about is prolonged manifestation. So what another thing I need you guys to start working on during your mindfulness practices is getting to a state of tranquility. Right. Just deescalate, you know, let go of fear, let go of all that. Get into a pretty, I, I call it like a pure state of awareness where it's just literally you're breathing and very few thoughts. In that state, when you're already calm, then focus on the energy of whatever it is that you want, but not necessarily through desire, through feeling. So I'll give you an example. A big manifestation that I talk about is this feeling that I'll feel when I finally walk on a stage and I hear, you know, 5,000 people acknowledging the name Mindful Wizard in some type of speech or whatever it is that I'm going to be doing at the time. But the energy of it isn't ego. It used to be. And now it's impact, which is a more profound energy. So what I think about is the faces of the people that feel relieved after hearing the messages that I'm blessed enough to deliver. And it comes from the source. It's not my words. It's I'm inspired by, you can call it the muses or the energy of love. So that's what I think we need to focus on. That's a more tangible experience. Instead of saying like, oh, I need to manifest this or I can't get to the next step. No, 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 my brothers and sisters. There is no such thing as the next step. Like you're literally living the next step in your thinking. So what I would say to my manifestors in the crowd is learn to sit in the feeling of what it is that you want. So what would that feel like for me on the stage? It would be nerves. So I'm going to be obviously nervous. It's going to be a super sense of gratitude. And then it's also going to be excitement. And all those feelings balled into one is what I suggest you focus on. So you keep the image of what it is that you want in your mind's eye while you only entertain the feelings that will come up when that situation happens, if and when it does. And as you do that, you're telling the universe, one, you're patient, two, you're trusting, three, you're ready. And you start to jump timelines. Like in my understanding, you're not manifesting from the linear because we've all agreed or most of us have agreed that time isn't linear at this point. So instead you're manifesting from like awareness. It's such, such a powerful difference, but it's subtle. It's subtle. And another thing, when you're going to sit in the vibration of what you want, it's not, I need this, I need this, I need this. Right? That's like begging. It's like, this will help me serve my purpose better. This will help me reach a bigger audience. This opportunity will help me extend another opportunity, right? This opportunity, for example, with the second book deal that's in the making, hopefully, right? It will then leverage into more opportunities, bigger contracts. And then with that, obviously, there's more money. With more money, there's more opportunity. So it's, it's those kind of things that we're manifesting. So I hope that makes sense. But that was very specific to my goals. So just listen to what I'm saying and try to apply them to your goals. The next time I jump back in, I'm going to talk to you guys about imposter syndrome. And then I'll probably wrap it up. On that note, have a blessed, uh, what is this, Wednesday for me? Wednesday, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the content. Holla. Oh, wait. I did a bad job of explaining one thing. Remember I was telling you about the marketing contract deal? So there is one thing I, w I have to do and want to do. 
I have to get 40 people to be willing to allow us to email you guys a free copy, an advanced copy of our book or our work. All you got to do is read it and then leave a review on Amazon. That's it for free. So you're literally getting a free book if you're willing to lend us thou email. So if you're hearing this now and you want a free book and you'll probably have it three or four months before humans, I'm only recruiting 40 people. So the first 40 people that send me their emails will have a locked in spot. So if you're interested, you can DM me on Instagram and just send me your email or you can literally email me from your email and just say, hold down a book spot. I think we already got like anywhere between seven and 10 spots filled. And I literally announced this a few hours ago. So I'm pretty sure by sometime next week or, or in the next two, three weeks, those spots will be filled. So if you're interested in the text for free that I'm working on, then then please reach out, send an email with the whatever, the subject, you know, free book or whatever. Just say, hey, it's me. I want the book. And then you're going to email it to mindfulwizard at Gmail, mindfulwizard at Gmail, and I'll save your spot. And if I'm allowed to send it to you, I will, right? Because this is business and there's certain things that I'm contractually obligated to do and then there's things I can't do. So I will work with you and I'm excited to share the work and uh, let's see where it goes, my beautiful people. But if you want to be a part of the experience, please do not hesitate to email me or reach out to me ASAP so we can lock you in. And then I'll get to imposter syndrome in a few seconds. I love you guys. Have a blessed day and thank you for everything. Alright, yo, so I had a failed experiment that I'm not shy to introduce. Somehow I tried to record, uh, you know, a few minutes of the podcast on the train. I was literally on the E-train. I thought it would have been cool to go from, you know, Manhattan into Queens while still conversing with you lovely people. But I guess the universe had other plans. The sound was horrible. All you heard was like... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. And I'm like, yo, is this a fucking episode about New York City or is it knowledge? All right, well, that was that. Now, I want to talk to you to wrap it up about the importance of recognizing doubt in your mind and how we should not feed into imposter syndrome. I will also share with you some ideas to how to combat that stuff, you know? So for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, Imposter syndrome is just a fancy way of saying you don't feel like you deserve the opportunities that come your way. And that's deep-rooted, right? It's deep-rooted in fear. It's also deep-rooted in ego. So let's start by saying, how the fuck is it deep-rooted in ego if you usually think ego is perceived as confidence? But unnecessary ego, right? I guess too much of one thing can put you in a state of fear because the ego is just your personality right and if it's the you it's the i so when you say things like i need to be this way in order to get this that's the ego talking but when you say things like i may not currently be ready for this role or this opportunity but I'll find the way there. That's different, right? And ego can kind of come in in a sneaky way and say something to you like, why the fuck would you need to spend 10 hours editing a piece of paper when you're already great? You see what I'm saying? But in that thought, you're actually losing out 
on your opportunity. And the reason I'm talking about this in real time is because even as the excitement of the potential deals coming up, fears kicking in, saying things like, what if your writing sample is not good enough? And, and that right there is the voice of the imposter syndrome. So how do we, you know, correct that? Number one, we got to stay aware of it. We got to see what those thoughts feel like. Where do they come from? So we get into deep reflection and we can ask things like, just giving you examples, you know. During my childhood, when was the first time I felt like I wasn't good enough for something? And think about those feelings, even though I'm telling you it may be difficult. Go back to when you had conversations early with your parents, if you were blessed enough to, to be raised by someone and, and have conversations with yourself and reflect back on when they probably told you something couldn't be done and when the first time fear was instilled in you. Like I think back and I, I think of little kids when they're like swinging, right? And you see them swinging on a swing set and they, they will fucking go and almost their feet will be fucking, you know, uh, uh, almost a, an entire 180 in the air and they're not fucking scared. Because they trust in their abilities to land and land on their feet, kind of like cats. I wish I could get into the, <laughs> the mind of a cat while it's falling. I think they trust themselves. And birds, they trust their wings. And humans, we end up trusting the wrong part of the mind, right? The, and, and I get it. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody's shit. I'm, I'm going through it right now. I'm sharing a true example of how I recognize imposter syndrome trying to make its way into my life. But the next level is the reflection piece. So, so if you're not at the level where you can remain mindful during that process, then what I would suggest you do is become aware of how the thoughts affect the physical body. So like yesterday, I had a lot to do. I had a lot to review, a lot of paperwork to sign. Um, I had to make sure that the emails were written well. And I just kept like, almost, I didn't talk myself out of it, but I could see that had I not made the spiritual gains that I made in the last few years, then I would have just been like, yo, this is too much. I'm, it's not worth it. I'm not going to make it anyway. And I would have stopped myself. But right now, I'm at this point where it's like, dude, this is what you decided to do. Not just this as writing the book, but this mission. And this may help you. And if it's part of your mission, then it's going to work out. And if it's not, then the show continues, brother. So that's kind of how I want you to think about things. Reinforce the positive that you've done. Listen to how the body feels, man. That is a great indicator. Yesterday, my heart was beating mad fast. So I had to be like, yo, bro, you're very anxious. Recognize that. And then I pulled it back. So that's another thing I want to say about imposter syndrome. It's this idea that you're not good enough. And it's the voice of doubt that speaks louder. And it usually comes from something. It's usually fear-based. And it's usually wrapped around a strong desire to accomplish something. But another great piece I want to make is start to think about why you feel the need to accomplish something. If it's coming from a place of lack, it will remain lack. Meaning, I'll give you an example. Let's say the book. I need a million dollars in order to be successful. That's just a random fucking number I came up with. But a lot of people have these ideas and that same idea is what keeps us trapped. So I don't want to go through the mechanics of the deal yet until it's solidified once it's solidified then i can give you a little bit more information of my thought process when i was presented with this information and the reason that i made the decisions that i made so for right now i'm going to be a little vague because i can't share that information but 
What I can share is my thinking around it, right? And the way I kind of see it. So what I would say to you is you never know how far an opportunity is going to go. Usually I say yes, especially if time permits. If time doesn't permit, then obviously I got to make a, a sacrifice. You got to choose things. And right now I'm sacrificing my time for an opportunity to impact the masses. So let's go back to imposter syndrome because I want you to recognize a few simple solutions. Deep breathing is always important. Throughout the day, just literally breathe. I'm going to do it right now. Hold on. You see, like, that breath right there is just a grounding breath. And I'm over here standing somewhere in Queens Lost, but it's just a very powerful grounding breath. And when you're in that state, your anxieties don't sound so loud. The voices don't sound so loud. Another thing is try not to fight them, right? There's a difference between fighting thought and changing thought. If you identify with the negative stream, the doubt, the you're not good enough, you failed last time, you'll have more reasons to think about the failures. But instead, if you hear them and you say, thank you, thought, for sharing that, but I disagree, I think now I'm going to be successful, and this is the beginning of that process, is different. You're not feeding energy into fighting. You're using your energy to convert it into something else. It's alchemy. And every failure lends itself to the next opportunity. All right, guys, I think I beat a dead horse. I'm going to leave it at that. I love you all very much. I think this is episode eight of season three. I'll get back to you sometime. But uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous episodes, please do so. And I'm going to keep you posted on my journey, man. This is an everyday thing. And there is no goal, right? <laughs> the goal is to have a goal. All right, y'all, be safe and let's keep it moving. Amen and holla.